0: Lasagna Hog feels like also a good fake metal band name. Yeah. Mm. Like a like when the darkness was around that like fake hair metal revival situation.
1: Um, I think there's one in there. Egad, alas, a salad age. <laughs> so many so many so many damn books. Hello and welcome to so many damn books. I'm Christopher. I'm Drew and Milan Tim, here. And Milan <laughs> i'm so excited this is milan bozek he is the senior art director at harper collins yep and you are a wh- so we'll get into what all of that might mean um in a minute we're very excited because we usually have authors on the show and it's very exciting to have someone at a different stage in the book process
0: yeah especially one who we both adore as much yeah. as we do you yeah.
1: So many covers. Looking at just looking at some of the stuff that you on yeah. your website, I'm just realizing like, wow, I know like eighty percent of these books. It's incredible. <laughs> I need to edit that website down. It's <laughs> <laughs> overwhelming and embarrassing at times. But. <laughs> but yes, you are the senior art director at HarperCollins. I really like on, on your website that your um bio is just he lives comma with his family. Yeah. I like that. Um but J- I wanna tell J- you about this J- drink. J- i'm calling lorem ipsum um, because that's filler text when you don't know what something is going to be yet (laughs) and so this is um this the base of this is never sink gin which is a gin derived from new york apples Mm -hmm. which is why it has a very like different gin flavor it's the first gin that i've ever had in a long time not ever had but first gin in a long time i've had that i could just sip on ice it's so good but i have added things to it it's got aperol and then honey rose water syrup um, and lime and I've shaken that up and put it over ice with a lime wedge and I'm very pleased with this cocktail yeah
0: yeah it's a yummy refreshing one
1: yeah it's pretty pretty refreshing different direction than I originally wanted to go with the cocktail but i'm I'm pleased with it <laughs>
2: it's very uh, welcoming on a clammy warm surprisingly warm day
1: yeah it's mm-hmm. weirdly warm out i dressed so poorly for the weather today i feel like everybody did yeah
0: nice day to talk about
1: books yeah maybe we should talk about what'd you buy
0: sure what do, what do,
1: what do, what do you go
0: okay um two i want to i want to mention two one that i got uh, in the mail that is maybe my most anticipated book of the fall. And I didn't even know that it was coming out until about three weeks ago. And that's Rebecca Traester's good and mad. Mm. Um, I was emailing her to try and get her to come do something for uh, the public. Mm -hmm. She was like, ah, I'm going to be on book tour. And I was like, wait, what? She was like, oh yeah, we'll send over some copies to the office. And so today when the box showed up, I was like, who wants them? Um,
1: it's uh you're like that beginning scene of uh Jingle All the Way when they just get the, the, the <laughs> robot <toy. Everyone's laughs> yeah. running to like run into it. Um and the the subtitle is The Revolutionary Power of Women's Anger.
0: Yeah. Which... It's uh she just had an excerpt in New York magazine about it too. I mean it's just it's it she's been incisive about it for the last oh two years. Um and I can't wait to read her at book length about it. But mm. the other one is uh fittingly as we're talking to a designer mm-hmm. um Hingston and Olson, who do the short story advent calendar uh-huh. last year they did a ghost box that Patton Oswalt curated it was a bunch of short wow. spooky stories mm-hmm. they decided to do another one uh and within I saw the tweet and within 90 seconds I had the receipt email in my nice. inbox because I was like yeah <laughs> it's spooky it looks beautiful yeah done there's a Patricia Highsmith story
1: in there which I'm very excited about yeah borrowing from you <laughs> um did you want to say something about Patton Oswalt
0: I love Patton <laughs> I love too that like he's a he likes spooky st- the, the fact that I was like oh okay and then I read his introduction to the first one and I was like oh one of us <laughs> one of us
1: yeah. um did you
0: want to talk about something you
2: bought or were they given to you Milan I got the the new Vivian Meyer photography book of her color work Ooh. and it's incredible
1: that is such a you great know? story like the the discovery of her art and yeah. i everything rarely sense. i
2: rarely read uh introductions to art books mm-hmm. but this one you you have to mm. you know it's definitely just, it's too good of a story to, to ignore
1: that's so true you know? and she did a lot of uh, early selfie work mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> which famously <laughs> yeah shadow <laughs> selfies in, in this one yeah, sorry. Who was it? Was it Paris Hilton that said she invented this selfie? I'm pretty sure other people did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll send. A, I'll send her a letter. Yeah, D- dear Paris, <laughs> how are you? Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, what's Christopher? What, it's, I, it's Christopher again. <laughs> what What have you bought or acquired? Okay, what is so, she doing now?
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't know. She doesn't DJ? answer my emails. <laughs> <That's true. Yeah. laughs> uh, I am. Um, so this this was somebody who is just like in a vacation house they were um instagramming some of the crazy covers that they were that Uh they were um checking out in the like left behind books and there was one of these sterling dell like young readers um and it was called the active enzyme lemon freshened junior high school witch (gasps) by e w hildick and i don't know that title i'm ready I mean I don't I don't need anything else. I mean anything with enzymes. Yeah. Enzymes. Wow. Yeah. That's quite a title. I want to say it again. Active enzyme lemon freshen junior high school witch. Just really tongue. It really off the does. Tongue. It's really cool. Anyway, but I don't even I don't know what it's about. And the, um I bought a used one online and all it said was like library copy. Like that's the only thing that nice. they wrote for what it's about. It's just like, oh, yeah. very nice. Excellent. So those are the things we bought. On. yes you are the senior art director at HarperCollins, as we keep saying um what does that mean for your <laughs> day-to-day um it i know you design covers but yeah. what does it mean for everything else
2: it's more of a curatorial position than anything mm-hmm. so i i look for or create art to work well with fonts and titles mm. oh. so cool
1: okay and, um, do you want to take us through like the process of receiving a manuscript and then what yeah, happens? Yeah, absolutely.
2: Uh, the way, so our lists are split up in, in three per year. So, you know, we'll have a spring, summer and fall list. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, winter, summer and fall begins with a launch, general launch where all the editors present what they have to offer. Then we do concepting where we talk about what what the editor would like what the author has in mind what the comparative titles are and then we get to work reading doing research and designing hmm. and that takes about a month month and a half to present first covers depending on you know who's designing it who we're hiring if there's an illustrator photographer photo shoot etc
1: is um is the process different for like a classic versus oh, yeah. something new because I see you've done like you did the Charles Bukowski yeah. reissues like Ham on Rye and, mm-hmm. and yeah Post those office. were fun like, I
2: did those when I was in my Bukowski stage so <laughs> oh you were super, actually in it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was uh, exciting to get to actually work on something that I was obsessed with mm-hmm. well I was a little past the Bukowski stage but <laughs> regardless <laughs> super fun.
1: There's these, there are these authors that you go through. I went through a Bukowski ska- stage. I went through my Patricia Highsmith stage.
0: You're still in your Patricia Highsmith. Stage. I, yeah, I think it's my rest it. of my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's fair.
1: And uh, who else? Mirakami, I feel Oh like yeah. you Go through a. Oh like, definitely. Mirakami that's stage. like late twenties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so. You end up reading a bunch of stuff, I imagine, yeah? Yeah.
2: Mostly the novels. When it's a nonfiction, especially a history book, you don't need to read the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Either the introduction or whatever's on Wikipedia works. But those are my favorite to work on because I learn so much Mm. about the subject. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, Like what? (laughs)
2: Like um, Kissinger's involvement in... um, south pacific
1: mm. well that'd be a weird one yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's> depressing <laughs> super
2: super bummer yeah
1: so. yeah i always think of that anthony bourdain quote about kissinger yeah. <laughs> which you can look up if you want <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you'll find it
0: um as you're as you're working on these different books are you do you feel like you have a distinct style or are you trying to be kind of invisible are you trying to manifest something for the book and at the end of the day if if nobody can tie like your specific design to yeah. it is that a win for you or do you feel like you have the milan Bozic thing
1: yeah
2: i don't think i do but i everybody says that i do okay
1: i try you know what do people stamp on you
2: um simple mhm and bleeding type off the edges <laughs> <laughs> at an angle
0: i mean the simple like the simple thing i can see that i'm yeah. we're we're all staring right now at the stack of all of the Olive Editions through 2017, mm-hmm. and I feel like that—that that was actually how—that was the first time that I think I noticed the designer credit. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I was like, "Damn, these are beautiful!" Back in whenever the hell the first ones came out—2007, six yeah, or eight, I think. Eight. And you've yeah. been
1: following this series. You've been doing this series ten years now. Yeah. Wow.
2: We just released the latest ones.
1: And, the, yeah, the latest ones are all classics. It's, like,
2: super nice. Yeah, we're going to do another classic set for next year, most likely. Cool.
1: Oh, cool. So,
2: I that'll be
1: fun. That's great. Um, it, well, there, so many of these books are classics, or they're, like, complete discoveries, you know? Yeah. There's something like Alas, Babylon by um, Pat Frank. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a... Once you... It's, like, one of these um, Baner-Midoff syndrome type things where you frequency illusions, where now that I know that Alas... Um, exists, I see it everywhere. But yeah. before the cover, uh, your cover and, the, and that edition, I didn't know it existed.
0: For those of you who have not seen these, A, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, but B, they are brightly colored and they are they are very simplistic. There's a, a single image yeah. on the cover and then a, a bright, not necessarily bright, but a, a single... Um, Almost like a Pantone. Tone, yeah. Pantone.
2: Yeah, usually they are specific Pantones. Mm-hmm. Having a hard time coming up with new ones, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> but so I mean in that sense I can see where the the minimalist thing comes from. But yeah, when you look on your website, there's you really have run the gamut of stuff.
2: It depends. You have to remove yourself. I'm at the service of these books, mm-hmm. you know. So I I do have a bag of tricks, but I can't necessarily use it all the time.
1: Do you ever f- do you feel like you're in collaboration with the author for the cover, or is it not really like that? Depends. Okay. You know, <laughs> depends if they like
2: it. I'm in collaboration. If not, no. <laughs> um, I think so. I come at it wanting them to be happy, mm-hmm. but wanting the the book itself to speak for itself. You know.
1: I guess you couldn't really talk about like times you've super clashed with a with an author.
2: Um. I can't even remember now. <laughs> that's, well, that's <laughs> good.
1: That's, that's positive.
2: Because at the end of the day, you have to please the author. Mm-hmm. So there are clashes, more with editorial than anything else. Mm. Interesting. Yeah.
1: So I don't know if this is true, but I do feel like recently I'm seeing a lot of... Um, changes just because like people need to be able to see books that are mm-hmm. really tiny or yeah. like stuff that you're like i this has to be instagrammable in yep. some way uh-huh. um you know how do you work within that and, and do you feel like you're fighting against the stream ever or
2: i i feel lucky because i've always designed with massive typography mm-hmm. <laughs> so now that it's coming into the mainstream i feel almost vindicated <laughs> but now everything looks exactly the same you'll see super colorful blocky sand serifs mm-hmm. with pretty illustrations everywhere mm-hmm. so I don't know if it's if it has plateaued, but we'll see right like the you know?
1: beautiful ruins that Jess Walter cover. yeah exactly like yeah. that, that, yeah, that like, was that was us and
2: yeah. you saw that everywhere
1: that and then that was everything, yeah, it yeah. was like a vintage. Like yeah, vintage yeah. photograph, postcard works. photo yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. and yeah. then really some striking font. Yeah,
2: I mean the biggest one a few years ago was the Malcolm Gladwell.
1: That was the look, you know. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. The yeah.
2: tiny illustration, white cover, simple type, because it had to work on Kindles. Mm-hmm. And now Kindles are,
1: I'm out, or yeah. they just people don't care.
2: I think whoever wanted one has had one mm-hmm. for a while and. It's plateaued.
0: Nobody wants one anymore.
1: It's yeah. not like an iPhone where there's, yeah. where you're, you're still, there's still growth. Right. Yeah.
0: I'm curious to know a little bit more. Uh, and if this gets to in the weeds, businessy, tell me, but the difference between you as designer and mm-hmm. you as art director. Yeah. Um, and, and what that looks like, like how often are you really in the trenches versus you're sending things out, your minions out to do projects, things like that.
2: It's like, Seventy thirty split, me designing, mm-hmm. and then I have to have an illustrator or photographer in mind before I, uh, you know, go out and ask them to do something, mm-hmm. like for the Labyrinth of the Spirits. The I love Carlos that illustrator. Ruiz yeah,
1: Zephon new novel. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. it was. It just had to be that illustrator. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do a a Photoshop treatment, right? Like, that the other ones had. Even though those are very nice, mm-hmm. but you know, came out nice. <laughs> <laughs> it, it
0: does, yeah. It fits. It is very much of a piece with those other yeah, ones, but exactly. there is also a little. There's it like. Yeah. It feels it yeah. Feels like,
1: like a, the final of the thing. Like it's gotten darker. You're further yeah, it's like into a three it. pound book. Too. Yeah. So, um, can you talk about some like covers that you admire that you might not have been part of or ones or memorable ones from your past?
2: I mean all the Murakami's. Uh. Uh-huh. Come yeah. on.
0: Those yeah. I was so the mad hard cover, when yeah. they did when they did the redesign. The uh-huh. most recent ones? Yeah. Which I mean I like them. They're so they're so striking, but I was this close to having yeah. all of the old ones mm. that just looked like with the sort of like weird cutout thing. Yeah.
1: Mhm. That was uh, cool art. Yeah. Really. Nice. And then QT84 had that was a chip kid cover, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. The
2: hardcover. Yeah, I think he did the paperback too.
1: Mhm. Yeah, it was semi-adapted for the paperback, mm
2: -hmm. but amazing. Or the paperbacks, rather, box set. Yeah, so cool that they did that,
0: right? Yeah. So, what are some of what are some of your favorite things that you've worked on? Not to make you pick favorite children, but.
2: I'm trying to uh, remember the new Sylvia Plath redesigns proud of. Ooh, Those cool. look nice. Mm-hmm. It's all type, colorful, big slanted typography. Mm-hmm. Anywhere where I could show off a font because I'm a super nerd about fonts.
1: Yeah? Yeah. What, Can't help it. <laughs> what, is, um, <laughs> what does being a nerd about fonts entail? Like, are you always like r- recognizing fonts out in the world? like a a beautiful mind style you just have (laughs) yeah of course superimposed Uh,
2: my my uh daughters make fun of me all the time because we're at the movies and i'm like it's a garamond (laughs) (laughs) recut in 19 blah 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 but it's um yeah it's fun
1: i i love um when at the back of a book you get the little like yes type note yeah the note Uh, on the type Yeah. yeah i love it yeah Because it's always something about like designed and like it's it's the 17th century.
2: Benjamin Franklin used it in his.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is there something surprising about uh, book designing that people who don't know anything about it would be surprised by?
2: Oh boy. (laughs) Choking up. Um, You don't have to read everything. Mm. And you can't. There's no way. So that's a surprise. We always get asked if if we read everything. Mm-hmm. But it's, n- it's impossible. You know. I've designed maybe twelve hundred books so far. Well, and it'd
1: be cool to have read twelve hundred books. Yeah. Even <laughs> the uh
2: questionable ones. But. <laughs>
1: Um, I read you. I, one of the covers that I recognized is uh, someone who ha- we had on the show. We had um, Francine Prose on the show oh, for yes. Mister Monkey, which was a great cover. Yeah, I was really so fun. psyched with that cover <laughs>
2: because it's so stupid. <laughs> I got away. I got away with it. I couldn't believe it. So she it, liked
1: it too. Very it, nice. it felt sort of um, maybe cartoony in a way that um, some of these illustrations from the book you brought us sort of felt in, in a, a little bit of the like yeah expressive cartoon way expressive
2: but almost I wanted it to look like a high school poster you know mm-hmm. with the the mockery type yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but nice nice enough to be a, in a real bookstore
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> I like that high school theater but nice enough to be in a bookstore yeah
1: that's um that's that's a sweet spot
0: that's a good pull quote. I
1: guess. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, but so you you also brought a book to us. Mm-hmm. Um I'm wondering if you if you'd tell our listeners a little bit about it.
1: It's uh, the should we say the title or do you want to say that? It's uh
2: the... Aroslav Hashek's Good Soldier Schweik. It's now my favorite book wow currently yeah cool. i mean i was dying come on it's
1: it's so funny it's so funny ridiculous i mean it reminded me so much of some classics um confederacy of Dunces, yes and, um, absolutely and don quixote as yep. well
2: direct um, direct link from don
1: mm-hmm, definitely but and, you i'm sorry i stepped on you so you no, brought I'm this sorry. for a reason um, um why is it how has it become your favorite book
2: because he makes fun of authoritarian figures and any capital T truths, which is what we need to do right now. Mm-hmm. So it's that's funny. where it comes in.
0: I picked it up knowing nothing about it. But again, yeah. I when I saw it on a bookshelf, I was like, man, that Harper team strikes again with yeah. its bright color. It's like, it look you look at it and you're like, yeah, I want to read this book. I want to pick this book up and see mm-hmm. what this is. Yeah. Um, and it has been really fun. It's it's long. It's four parts of I think what he intended to be a six part series yeah. or or even eight I think. Yeah. Um and he Crazy. he passed away in the middle of writing it, but it, it, there's and such an episodic nature to it that like Yeah. The basic plot
1: is that there's this very sort of I don't know. You're you're following basically like an idiot. <laughs> a feeble <laughs> yeah. a, a feeble-minded yeah. is is how he is um classed by <laughs> Uh, and and you're following his adventures as he bumbles around World War One. Yep. Um, yeah,
0: it kicks off with him getting the news of Franz Ferdinand's assassination, mm-hmm. and being like, "Ah, whatever, I'm going to go back to washing my bunions or whatever yeah. he's doing." <laughs> <laughs> and it just like gets goofier from there. Goofier
2: yeah. and goofier, and and the, the reason the reasons why people get in trouble is are just incredible
1: yeah well it's sort of kafka-esque in the absolutely in that like people people come up against like a crazy rule that they weren't expecting or following a rule to the complete like to a complete like that's those are the words that we have so we have to follow that rule even though that's very silly but at the same time that does seem like what you would want from a soldier
2: absolutely (laughs) and any citizen Uh uh-huh My favorite in the beginning is um, the fly shit on Franz Ferdinand's portrait (laughs) (laughs) that the officer comes in realizing there's fly shit all over the, (laughs) the the owner of the bar gets in trouble. Mm -hmm. Killed me.
1: Um, Do you have, do we have other favorites?
0: The, um, I mean, there's, I have a bunch of funny favorites. Like I just watch it like him with the whole experience towards the end of the first book. And I'm, I'm barely into book two at this point. Um, because it is so fun to just like read a scene and then yeah. sort of like watching a show on Netflix where you yeah. like you catch an episode or two here, episode or two there. But all the stuff with the chaplain. Yes. Um, oh, man. He delight. goes hard at the church. Yeah. Um, I love it when somebody has a really yeah. like... You just watch them like lick their finger and they're like, okay, here we go. Uh, t- yeah, time church. to take on the church. It's a delight for me. It's yeah. the
2: first time he gets super serious
0: mm-hmm. too, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So. It's funny though. Even I was so the book that this is most often related to as I was sort of looking around at it and even reading the the blurbs here is catch 22. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about reading that book in high school and that sense of like, this book is hilarious, but also when I think about it for a second, it gets really dark and terrifying. Yeah. And there's a, the moment that that happened for me, I don't have the page number, um, but I, I just want to read this quote. The whole establishment of the office of the judge advocate was magnificent. Every state on the brink of total political, economic, and moral collapse has an establishment like this. The aura of past power and glory clings to its courts, police, gendarmerie, and venal pack of informers. And I put the book down and looked up... And saw uh, my fiance on the computer, and there was like a Kavanaugh headline that she was reading, oh <laughs> I was like, oh Ooh. <laughs> And it, it was just—it's always a little bit jarring, mostly in a in a pleasant way, but when something that is coming up on a hundred years old—I think the book came out in yeah. the late twenties, um, early twenties, early twenties. When it it is that Mm relevant and you're just like whoa
1: yeah the more things change etc
0: etc give me another funny thing so i can laugh again
1: yeah yeah i i just kept thinking about um i don't know i think maybe because a long time ago i read some casting news that zach galifianakis was going to play um the confederacy of dunces character Mm -hmm. that i just kept imagining yeah him also as um, the good soldier, and I uh, just like like imagining him doing all of this, like, yeah, really made me. Because it's funny, but also mm-hmm. like he's he's able to also bring a lot of gravitas to his face, yeah, yeah. um, and uh, and sadness. Of uh, anyone who's watched Baskets, um, but which sometimes feels of a piece, but this is a this is such a strange. The episodic nature of it makes you really feel like. The sort of episodic nature of life, too, in that mm-hmm. um, this is a silly thing, and it also has very yeah. little to like he'll forget it tomorrow as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I recommended, recommended it to a friend a few weeks ago, saying read it as uh, The Office episodes because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's very much like Michael Scott, yes, uh-huh, and Homer Simpson combined. Uh huh. And even hold on, who else did I say? Forrest Gump a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. There's definitely Forrest Gump. (laughs) Yeah. Like, he's involved in everything, but semi-nonchalantly. Yeah.
0: I like the fact that he's involved in everything, but it's not not like he, like, bumped into what's-his-name, and that's what caused the bomb that he threw at Franz Ferdinand's car to bounce off. Like, it's not that level of Forrest Gump thing. It's just that he's, like... He's more... When you look at the photograph... And that like zooms in on the top corner and yeah. he's like, hello. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see if it sustains Milan. It looks like you are farther than I am, but I'm, I'm curious to see if it can sustain the humor as he gets deeper into the war. Let's see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, one of the things that is a real big joy of this book is it, there's a lot of, cartoon breaks that um yeah amazing that are fantastic and very like they're these sort of woodcut
0: sort of feel drawings joseph lada right Mm -hmm.
1: yep and they're um i don't know they they look very classic but they're very um evocative and very funny um and i don't know i don't i can't imagine the book without them like it it needs it needs them to sort of like illustrate and show how silly these things are and also be, because they're sort of serious looking drawings yeah. until you like, if you just glanced at it, you'd be like, oh, ah, woodcut drawing and moved on. But if you look at it for a, one second longer, you realize it's usually a pretty silly scene.
2: Yeah. And it's a tough style to uphold throughout.
1: I mean, to me at least, it seems not
2: easy to draw this, th- you know, consistently. Mm-hmm. It's so goofy. You don't <laughs> see this kind of stuff anymore. No. My favorite line is... Uh, the dog besprinkled his trousers. <laughs> <laughs> Be
1: sprinkled, it's dying. Uh, that's a that's a that's some good translation right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. finding a word besprinkled. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, I I like any book that the basic. Um, premise is war is idiocy like it's just the Mm -hmm. stupidest it's so stupid and everything that happens is just like really him being like can we just look at how stupid it is that we all do this yeah so dumb and we only the stupidest people are really qualified for it and they're also not really qualified and the most gung-ho yeah yeah
0: yeah and like the guy who everybody keeps pointing the finger at and being like oh you're an idiot he's the one who ultimately is like
1: Am I dumb though? Right.
0: Or is this thing yeah. dumb?
2: I love that he leaves it open
1: mm-hmm. for you yeah. to decide. You know. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's never going right. to come from S- Sveik. Yeah. You know, he's he's completely single-minded, yeah. focused.
2: Did you guys notice that we printed it with the uh, misspelled first name of the author? No. I didn't. So you have a special copy.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. Huh.
1: Interesting.
2: We are doing reprints. Uh, so really?
0: That's
1: a how? I mean how 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 did well,
2: that? Well, these happen? are gonna sell without anybody realizing because it's a crazy looking font. Uh huh. But I think it's super funny that it happened to this book. Yeah. Because, it, you know, it went through a somewhat of a bureaucracy at our office. Mm. Which is what he makes fun of consistently <laughs> through this. And nobody noticed it because yeah. we fumbled through it's you know. Right. And that's why it forced me to pick it up and see what this book's all about. Even though I've known about it for a while,
0: but the that's fact so that funny. we made this mistake, I was like, "All right, let's let me dip in."
1: <laughs>
0: that's perfect. That's yeah. so funny. Yes. Somewhere, Hashek is like, "Nice, got yeah. another one." <laughs>
2: <laughs> Great Look, cover, though, right?
0: It is. It really is. I mean, I um, with uh, running the risk of sounding like and just an immense fanboy the work y'all do at HarperCollins is absolutely astounding mm-hmm. because it's also it's it is regularly good like there are certainly there are those books where you're like whoa that looks beautiful and yeah. then the rest of the list is like eh, whatever
2: thank you <coughs> yeah. i mean other publishers quite good too <laughs> but if you want a fanboy out look at oliver monday's work he designed mm. this cool ridiculous yeah i mean yeah. Makes me weep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I'm I'm just looking at your um your list again. You know, it's stuff like that Telegraph Avenue hardcover with that Michael was Chabon's fun. novel. Yeah. Um getting to getting to do uh go set a watchman version. That's right. Um that was really cool looking.
2: We did about 70 covers for that in a week oh my god the whole, the whole department did oh my god at least four or five covers wow and that was you know huge deal so i guess it worked
1: <laughs> you know i i also really like the um the eugene merman i thought that oh, was a I nice looking that. one the Super will the nice guy. yeah really funny, funny stand-up dude that book is funny uh but i funny. thought that was a good that was a good stand-up cover you know
2: yeah um yeah he lives in the neighborhood he lives like two streets from here
0: or used to when we did that
2: so that's neat nice nice guy
0: Shall we do some recommendations
1: yeah let's recommend some books let's recommend or something else to do You start. Okay. Uh, I'm going to recommend this book um it's very weird um Heartbreaker by Claudia Day. Um, it's this novel that's set in a cult that you are not, somewhere way up north. <laughs> yeah, you're you're never quite sure where you are actually um in the landscape. But this this cult that this um that the narrator has grown up in is there's someone who controls all the gasoline and they seem very isolated and um, her mother has disappeared. And it's sort of like the things that led up to the disappearance as well as like trying to find her again. Um, And it's written by this woman who's fascinating by her own right. She's like a, a musician and a model and a clothes designer and now a novelist. And it was just like this, the way these, it really was like, um a jigsaw puzzle of a novel yeah where every you're only you're getting a piece and then like you're gonna go really f- far forward and you're gonna get a piece and you're gonna go really far back and you're gonna get another piece and then by the end you really have this beautiful stand back and you saw the entire thing mm-hmm. that she'd been doing the whole time and it's a very i mean speaking of covers great 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 cover, great cover. really saying. beautiful
0: there's also <laughs> um It's here somewhere. I'll show it to you in a minute. Uh, There's also, there's a part of it that's narrated from the point of view of a dog, Uh, which I do know you love. I love when dogs narrate books. (laughs) (laughs) I want them all.
1: I want them all. Yeah. Uh, And this one has a great weird, yeah, it's this middle section and it's all.
0: Yeah, and you're like, is this really 90 pages from the point of view of the dog? And then it is and it works and you're like,
1: Wow. Well, very rarely does it when the dog is um, narrating, do you kind of remember it's a dog until there's like <laughs> one moment where it's like, and then I chase something. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is it's a perfect. Dog. <laughs> Um Great, great book. Okay, so that's my recommendation. Go read that. Nice. Uh, do you want to recommend something, Milo? Uh Foucault's Discipline and Punish.
2: Oh, okay. Have you, have you guys? I, I never Ridiculous. have. Ridiculous. Okay. Oh, it's so scary.
1: What, why, why now? Why?
2: Because he lays out uh, the panop- panopticon. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say it exactly, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I can read it. Um, which is the idea being that. Sorry. The book is about the prison system and how it has evolved since forever. And the way he la- lays it out is. There was a, con- a social contract where kings would punish publicly punish um, criminals and make it very obvious who's in charge and that they're the ones to uphold the law. So once once this panopticon idea came around, it was more uh, the prisons were designed to be housed and surveilled twenty four seven from one central location. And what I'm getting from the book is we've done that to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we're constantly surveilling each other mm-hmm. through TV books, but especially social media and the internet. Mm. And it's scary as hell because it's, it's not going back. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, we, uh, yeah, it's so interesting that we
0: kind of did it to ourselves. Uh Drew? I want to recommend a little novella from the tour.com imprint. Oh yeah. Um, speaking. I mean, they, they sent us a, a box of a bunch of the novellas that were coming out and they, they have done a really cool thing. They've managed to bring the novella back in a seemingly sustainable way. Yeah. Um, relatively simple, like sci-fi fantasy design style, but they're all the same size. They all have the little tour rocket ship on the bottom Uh, And the first one that caught my eye, and I read it in an afternoon and I just loved it, is called The Black God's Drums by P. DeDele Clark. Mm -hmm. And it's set in sort of an alternate history, late 1800s in New Orleans, um, where gods or magic are real. There are steamships. It's a short, fast, like... This young girl um, joins up with this rogue steamship crew to try and get this semi, semi possibly mythical weapon that can control the weather mm. uh, out of the hands of like rogue former Confederacy soldiers. Nice. Um, yeah, it's like it's like a hundred pages, and it just that's it, a lot. That's a lot to get into. Hundred pages to to be able to evoke
1: wizards steamships and confederacy <laughs>
0: and to not feel like it was rushed yeah that, it was the most incredible thing to just be like and and also to not feel like it was meant to be an episode and that there would be more you can sense that the world is so much bigger mm-hmm. but it really was a self-contained thing hit all of its marks and then it was like see you at the yes. bar <laughs> and you're like yeah great that's cool yeah
1: that's awesome do you
2: see more novellas being
0: published
1: in general? I do. Yeah. Um, I've seen more and more. Also, just like things that are called novels that aren't that are novellas. Um,
0: that bugs the hell out of me when you get something and you're like, "This is 103 pages," and they're like, "A novel." You're yeah. Like, Come yeah, on. Twenty seven ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: that's that's accurate. You Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, um, this has really been cool. Before we say goodbye, I want to do our little bit of housekeeping. Yes, as always. Yes, please go to our Patreon.com SMDB. And uh, if you pledge certain amounts of money, it makes us happy. Um, One, five or ten dollars, I think is where we have our levels right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we just did tote bags um, and you can still buy those tote bags. We have a few left. We only have a very short, small amount of these, so if you're <laughs> like, "Oh, I might want one," just like jump on it, live your best life, have yeah. a great tote bag, do it right now. <laughs> and Those are nicely
2: designed, by the way. Oh, thank yeah, you,
1: thank They're you. So That's all—all all love to Jefferson Wiggins, yeah, um, who did our, who's done all of our design um, for the past few episodes.
0: Two, pa- almost two years. Almost now. Almost two years now. We've yeah. had
1: that logo, and it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, um, and then please go to iTunes.com Or whatever it is And leave us a review
0: iTunes.com yeah,
1: iTunes.net <laughs> Slash podcast on, Open up slash, Netscape yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Open up your internet explorer <laughs> um, And please leave us a review We really appreciate when you leave five star reviews And talk about how awesome we are um, It helps our egos And it helps us continue on
0: um, and and yeah, I think before? that's it. Right? Is that it? Is there a third thing?
1: No. To- go buy a tote. Patreon. Leave us a review. Leave us a review. Patreon.
0: Stick around for episode 100. Yeah, we,
1: we're going to do something. We're very nervous about the 100th episode. <laughs> very nervous. Okay. It's a lot of self-made pressure. No one else cares. <laughs> <laughs> Milan, thanks again for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. And uh, go check out the Olive Editions if you want to see your work as well as uh, your website shows a lot of the stuff that you have done. Thank you guys. You don't have to do that. They should. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye.